Hello everybody and welcome back to Nerds of Legend. This week we've got a special Christmas episode where we're going to be talking about our own personal Christmas traditions as well as some weird ones that we uh, looked up from around the world. Uh, so I guess uh, there's not much to to really get into that, uh, but just a couple things, a reminder of schedule. This week we'll, be, we'll have our normal... Uh, D&D session on Wednesday, and then we're going to take a, a break the week after Christmas just because everybody's got crazy schedule stuff going on and whatnot, so we figured we'll just uh, take the break and let, come back refreshed in the new year. Um, and just another Which one, our next book will be uh, Ringworld by Larry Niven, uh, which we'll be covering right after... Uh, New Year's. So, with that, with that said, we'll just get started here. Uh, who wants to go first on their like sort of Christmas traditions or anything weird that their family does or something or holiday in general? No one, no one wants to start. I, I suppose I'll go first. All right. Because actually, uh, in truth. My family doesn't really do so much uh, in terms of like different Christmas traditions and holidays and whatnot. But I, the one thing that I can think of that I suppose is a bit unusual is uh, that I really enjoy sharing a lot of the, my passions, my hobbies with my friends and family and loved ones and whatnot. So Christmas doesn't really mean all that much for my family just, you know, due to like how everything, you know, shakes out and everything. Sometimes it can even be very difficult to get everyone together. But I view Christmas time personally as the time in which I get to spoil the people in my lifetime uh, and then, like, not look like a psychopath doing it. Because I would love to be, like, just, you know, randomly, like, oh, hey, it's Tuesday. Here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To, like, all my friends. So christmas is like the one time i get to spoil people and not look like a psychopath for it <laughs> which by the way everyone here all of you guys uh remind me that you guys have a christmas gift coming to you oh good to know nice well uh we'll talk about that off screen i guess but <laughs> i didn't know there was something coming uh <laughs> well it's not like in the mail just yet okay. but like i mean you all have something that i have for you oh sick so I don't know if we want to do that in like a, a, a future sort of sense, if we all get together sort of thing, or if I should just be mailing it out or whatnot. But like, yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about that uh, offline. We can discuss that offline, yeah. but but yeah, appreciate that. Uh, mm -hmm. So so your your thing that you like to do is it gives you an excuse to like, you know, you sort of like use your love language of gift giving to like. You know, give presents without any questions asked, sort of thing. You know, because yeah, because I mean, we don't you, even like, really drop something uh, on somebody like out of the blue. A lot of times, some, they're like, "Why are you giving this to me?" <laughs> you know, I would do that normally, anyways. Like, I have a friend uh, down south who uh, he really liked the honey that I got him from Edward's apple orchard because, like, he got COVID this year. And, uh, you know, he had a really hard time, like, kind of getting over it and whatnot. And uh, he was, like, trying all sorts of different things. Like, he was all like, oh, I, sh I really need to pick up some honey because of, like, whatever. And I was like, oh, well, 
Edward Orchard, or, uh, the apple orchard has honey. So then, like, you know, he, he got it. He liked it. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, then. In that case. I got him a little honey. Uh, there you go. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to just, like, send it to him and be like, oh, yeah, it's here, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's not weird to just. Not, it, is, it is unnerving. I mean, I've been friends with Brian long enough to know the random gifts that do happen. Like, I believe after you taught me how to play D&D, you were like, here, and that's how I got, you know, you brought me the Die Hard Dice set. And I was like, what? It, it, but, yeah, you, you always have been really excited about giving presents. Well, again, I, I like sharing the things. That, I, I like seeing people happy for one, but I also like you know sharing a lot of the things I enjoy with other people. Yeah. Uh, since Will is not here, do you guys actually want to see what his Christmas gift is? Yeah, let's see it. Uh, yes, yes, I do. All right. I found out Will's watching. That's a good idea. We should probably check. You've ruined Christmas for me. <laughs> well, he, I think he knows exactly what he's getting because, like, we kind of talked about it a little bit beforehand. But uh, there was a Kickstarter from what was it this year? Late last year? Don't remember exactly. I want to say late last year. Um, called Perihedrals, and they're dice that are like kitties. Oh, oh my god! Uh, so. Dice. Cat dice. Interesting. Let's see if I can pull one out here. Is he, he's a big cat person, I assume. Sorry? He's a big cat person, I assume. I mean, he liked it enough to be all like, oh, I want that. And I'm all like, because like, I showed it to him. I was like, oh, hey, check it out. I'm a backer for this. And he's all like, I wish I would have known about that. I would have jumped in on that. And I was like, well, you know what? I haven't actually placed my order just yet. I'll order an extra set if you want to, like, pay me the money. And he's like, yeah, I'd love to do that. And then he was like, because uh, I was like, you know what? I could just, like, tell him that he doesn't owe me anything. And that makes a good, like, Christmas gift sort of thing. Uh-huh. So that was my idea. Get a little... Oh it's yep. like it, oh I see it's embedded yeah. inside the die. Awesome. Yes, it's like the rubber duck ones. <laughs> yes, these are the galaxy cats because they are like uh, kind of like space colored, where they're purples and blues and what. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, in terms of uh, well. We got we got some ground to cover today. So in terms of Christmas traditions, um, we don't really do like a whole bunch of stuff either. Uh, I think the coolest thing that we always did as like a holiday tradition, not necessarily just Christmas, is every year for as long as like for my family as long as far back as I remember, always Black Friday. You know, like some families they're out doing their Christmas shopping. Black Friday was always the day where my family would all go out to the tree farm and uh we'd, we'd all go out to the tree farm and get our tree and like bring it back and do all the decorating so that's like that's the day where like all the christmas music comes on all the decorating happens like the tree gets put up all that shit and like then it's all all up for all of you know all the way through December, pretty much. Are you are you guys real tree people or no? So funny story, 
We used to be real tree people. Uh, but th- a couple years ago, I think it was like right before or like the pandemic, we, my parents, uh, we, we went and got a tree with my parents and, uh, you know, we did the whole thing. We cut it down, brought it in, did all the shit, got it all set up, yeah, decorated. And like a couple hours later, like, ev- like the rest of us had had to go home because, uh, we had to go, you know. Some of us are married and stuff, so uh, we had left for the weekend. And uh, all of a sudden, my parents came out and looked in the living room a couple hours later, and they saw these black, like, spots all up above the, the Christmas tree. And unbeknownst to us, the uh, the Christmas tree had a little, little spider nest in it. And the, the nice warm weather woke up all the spiders, so there was this massive spider plague of little baby spiderlings all up on the ceiling. So they like... <laughs> so luckily, luckily the tree was like right in front of a window, so they just opened the window and dad just like basically like hacked the tree apart and threw the pieces outside. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, and that was, the, that was the day where my parents were like, you know what? Fake trees, fake, fake tree, fake not tree so time. bad. <laughs> that's, that's funny. I was raised hardcore. My pa- my family was like, my mom is like, don't kill anything, no hunting, no cutting mm-hmm. down trees. Like she doesn't like trimming bushes if she doesn't have to. Like she's very through to this period where she's like, don't kill anything. So it had to be artificial. Um, and I just took it for granted. Like that was part of the Christmas tradition. You. You put the tree together uh, sometime within seven days of the ending of Thanksgiving, put the tree together, decorate the house, all that shit. Uh, then I get married, and she is the complete opposite. Real, she gotta is, be a real tree. tree. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be, uh, you know, we water the tree, you get the other, you know, you put up a live tree. And the first time I did it, I was like, I mean, and I was older. I mean, I was like, first time we did it, I was like, Horrified. I was like, well, what? Hey, what do we do? Like, I've never actually met a person with a live tree. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is insane. I think the, the cool thing about it is, like, part of it's, like, this whole, like, family thing. So, like, we all go, you all go to the tree farm, and either you go to the, the lot where they've already, like, cut down a bunch, or you go into the actual farm part where you cut down your own. And then it's we... just, you spend an hour walking around this fucking tree farm like arguing about what's the best tree because one person is like it's got to be like the tallest one or the other person is like it's got to be the fattest one and then the other person is like it's got to be a weird one you know it's got to have a weird bend in it or <laughs> you know yeah it was it was always it's always strange like who gets i don't care like i want it to fit in my house yeah, yeah. and like it, like if it's a, if it's an artificial tree you don't care like you you buy it for the space and you fluff it how you want yeah, <clears throat> but with the with the real ones, it's weird. You find some people that now I'm finding all these people that do it. Apparently, in the South Side of Chicago, nobody has an artificial tree, uh, and some will like take a trimmer and like trim it to the perfect conical shape. Others just let it naturally go crazy. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just weird. But I, I've always found like I when I decorate a tree. Again, I don't have any unique traditions or anything. I am white to the core. We are 
You know, if it's on Hallmark, that's our Christmas, you know, except for the woman leaving a, like a million dollar a year job for the guy that sells gingerbread cookies. That was her high school crush. Like that doesn't happen. Some of us are, some of us have a culture, Joel. Damn. I think, uh, <laughs> no, no. When it comes to actual Christmas day. So like my family, I know we did it a little different for like opening presents and stuff. Like yeah. my parents were like, you know, they'd meticulously wrap like all the presents. They were up to like three in the morning the night before. Like, so like you get up and it is a process. Like b- mom and dad, like you cannot touch those presents. You cannot touch the stockings until mom and dad have gotten up and had their cup of coffee because, uh, you know, they, they want you to savor it a little bit. And then like once it gets to the actual unwrapping, you know, we've got to have the camera out. And then everybody, it's one at a time, goes around the room, like one present at a time or whatever, until it's done. But like, I know I prefer the one method. To be honest, it's it's so much like you know, it makes it a little bit more like instead of like all the kids descend upon the tree and like unwrap all their presents in like five minutes. We um, always we always organized a guarantee we always had a person who you are the distributor and it usually fell to the oldest child or if my family won't shut up i'll do it like i have a like when christmas morning comes it's like we have a schedule to keep and my brother mark was always the one in the morning that would be like stop talking i hate your voices here i'm handing presents out and then like i would hand them out later mm-hmm. it just becomes and then that became my job i would open the presents hand open them last and i would hand them all out but uh, my brother and I were always the ones that were like, let's get this in a somewhat fashion. My sister, on the other hand, would fall on the presents like a starving hyena and like would just start shredding whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have. But like, uh, my children now understand, my children understand the separating. So like all because we've done it so much and I'm so anal about making sure everybody organizes, like they'll get together. And I noticed it. Um, la- a couple Christmases ago, all of my children will get there and like read and separate the presents. So yeah. now it's like just a process that they- everybody does, and that's kind of neat to watch it evolve from no. bedlam from my childhood into yeah. kind of like ordered chaos. My mine was literally everything stays under the tree except one gift is taken out at a time. You you are sociopaths. Your entire family, <laughs> is a family of sociopaths. That's the same thing we have. Uh, you are also a sociopath. Someone is designated as Santa. Yeah. And you, you, and you, you put, get the hat. You, you get the hat. You get the hat. <laughs> and then that person doles out one present at a time. Yep. And so when did what? your family decide you altogether hate children and fun things? Like, <laughs> well, because, because at that point, the, the, the kids are going to be happy regardless of, like, how long it takes to get the presents. Yeah, it's at Christmas point, morning. It's, like, yeah. I realized, I always got annoyed about it, and then I thought back, like, I had a kid, and then I realized, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Because, yeah, it because, because it's like, you spent, you know, how many however many hours shopping for presents, you spent however many fucking hours, like, wrapping the damn things, yeah. only for, like... Only for, like, if you just, like, let it be a free-for-all, then all of a sudden, like, all that work is gone in, like, five minutes. But then, like, if you do it, do it one at a time, all that work, you, like, get to savor it over the course of, like, however many hours. You're like, ah, this was it's, worth it. Um, it's a presentation. Yeah. It's, it, it 
So the person who gets the gift enjoys the gift, but the person who gives the gift gets to sort of explain, like, hey, like I found it here for you. I, I know you like this. So because you're because you slow down the gift giving, uh, everyone sees who it's got like who chewing your food. And it's like essentially it's like yeah. chewing your food and you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Can see, I can see the merit of it. Yeah. I, I'm in Brian's camp of like a person who truly enjoys giving gifts. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I oh yeah. Especially and and you know a lot of the people that go out there, my my family my my parents especially they have no my mom reminds me she has with the birth of Elizabeth that has a total of sixteen grandchildren and great grandchildren. Oh damn! So like <laughs> she has simplified the process too. I would buy everybody a twenty dollar gift. Screw it. Everybody gets twenty bucks, and she just throws them in cards and just like shuffles them out like a Vegas dealer. She's yeah. like, here you go. Do it. Do with it as you will. Yeah. You know. So like. I'll, I'll contrast. Yeah, I'll con- contrast that to like m- my wife's family, who they had ten children. So like, if they did that, if they did what I just stated, they'd be there all day. And if they like yeah, you, wrapped all the presents, still be unwrapping from Christmas. And if, like, and if like they like wrapped all the presents, you you know you're looking at like three days worth of wrapping presents. So like, what they ended up doing, which is like I. I Thought it was weird at first, but then I like thought about the logistics, and I was like, "This is kind of cool." Like every kid, like uh, they deck out the basement, which is like where the Christmas tree is, and every kid has like a spot, like in the basement, like like around the tree, sort of thing. Where like this spot is like Angela, You're, like this spot is Mary, this spot is like so you know, like every kid has their designated spot. Where they have this like presented pile of gifts, like they don't, they don't do all the wrapping stuff. Like maybe there's like some that are there's a few like really like nice things that are like under the tree, but like the rest of it, which is like the little stuff, is like in like a sort of like pile presentation, which I was like, it's kind of really cool how they did it, you know, like to mess, like to fix the logistics of like having a large family gathering like that, which is you know. Cool. It's the uh, it's the end of the of the turn in, in Mario Party. You get to see like who gets the largest pile of coins at the end yeah. of the mini game. No, not that. You know, it's just pretty. <laughs> they're pretty pretty careful about making sure all the piles are equal. But it's, it's see, it's smarter that way because if you're playing Santa, I always get picked as Santa because I can reach behind the tree and grab the boxes. <laughs> yeah, there's an etiquette to being Santa, much like if you're a guy going into a bathroom. There's certain urinals you don't where you don't stand. Yeah. Like if there's if there's two guys, you go to the opposite urinal. You know, it's yeah. the same thing. It's like if you pick three. Or you, you don't use the tall, the short urinal if you're over a certain yeah. height. Yeah. Exactly. So if you can't be lazy about it, you got to make sure there's a rotation. Yeah. Not, yeah, to, not to completely segue off of that topic, since I know Ben Ben might have seen this with with him because he has a son, but. Uh, I, I wonder when the, that etiquette comes in because my sons, all three of them, would hoist themselves up into the taller urinal the second they were able to get themselves up and over that lip just to prove <laughs> they were <bigger. laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, it's funny to watch the, like, the etiquette. Like, I know the rules. I'm six six one. you know, like, don't pee into the little urinal. But my son, who's like... <laughs> Four foot five is like hoisting himself up on the top, being like, "I can go in the big one." You're not, you're not a man. Just, just, <laughs> haven't had to, haven't had to worry about that one yet, Joel. I was just more surprised when 
my kid came up. You see them pulling themselves up by the plumbing to prove they're tall. Like I, I was more surprised by the one day when my kid came home for daycare and all of a sudden knew how to like piss standing up because I hadn't taught him that yet because I didn't want to deal with the mess. It's because he had like a buddy, like a one of his like classmates taught him how to piss standing up. But I'm like, I didn't want that in my life yet. <laughs> so. Can I ask a question about Christmas holidays that really threw me? Okay, so I I had uh, my previous marriage. Um, their family were drinkers. Not my family is completely sober. My wife's family now is completely sober. So Christmas, I mean, my mom will be saying she's completely sober, but she dumps half a bottle of Bailey's into her cup of coffee yeah. like every time we have a family function. Yeah. And then it's like, I can't believe people are drinking. I'm like, you, you are pleasantly lit. And she's like, how else do you get to the holidays? But you, my family, hypocrite. Were, <laughs> they were open, open drinkers. And uh, it was like eggnog, like this is back to classic eggnog was like, Two-thirds rum, a little bit of nutmeg, and some froth on the top. And that was like, that's eggnog. I'm like, no, no, that's warm rum. But, <laughs> and and it threw me for a while because, like, and when I mean, like, they were drinkers, all of them were drinkers. There was not a sober, by the end of it, like, if you're not slurring and barely able to function, like, you did not do it right. And they did all their holidays like that. And it was the weirdest thing. They were also from Wisconsin. So, I mean, like, what else do you do in the middle of Wisconsin? So, no. so what's um, the question. So the question is like, anybody else have anything like that? And has that like the way that people go through their holidays that really like turned you around? Uh, Sam has something like that. Uh, okay. And it, uh, it doesn't have to be drinking. It's just like a, like a holiday tradition that really just was like, through yeah. you for a loop. Okay. Yeah. So Sam is addicted to Christmas movies. Uh, so much so that like the day after Halloween, it's like Grinch. Uh, <laughs> and she plays movies in the house like they're Marxist propaganda. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like we will have, you know, like fucking Jim Carrey's The Grinch it just runs on a loop oh my god there's a tape that... when you're in bed it's just playing as you sleep yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's uh, like she literally has it going when she's sleeping nope. <laughs> she'll have the laptop open and it will be like you know it's a wonderful life or uh, uh, what's another one that she does like Fucking all the time, because like there's a there's a certain rotation to it. So it's not always that, necessarily like, the Grinch. You're telling me that one sixth of the year, your life is a fucking Christmas music playlist. Oh no, 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 no! I never said that it stops at the new year. Jeez. <laughs> no, no. When that... does it stop? <laughs> does it? That's a great question. I don't know. No, uh, it, it it's like, 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 like Easter, years. like, is it like Mardi Gras happens and then we can stop the Christmas movies or like, uh, eventually she does decide to like hold back a little bit, just a little bit because we'll eventually swap over to we gotta, yeah, we do do the Halloween because I like, <laughs> so it, that's half my of the year's season. Christmas movies and one no. half of the year is Halloween. <laughs> Halloween, you get, the, you get the night before, you get uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas just looped. 
<laughs> because that hits them both. Well, that's why I personally, I dig the Christmas horror movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Santa's sleigh. Uh, <laughs> has anyone seen, has anyone Krampus. seen the fucking uh, new one yet? Violent uh, Night. Violent Are you talking Night. about Violent Night? Yeah. I'm planning a, I, I, we kind of, we've been talking about seeing it I Christmas need to, Day. I need to see it. Yeah. We, no, I go for things like Gremlins, you know, all the good stuff. The, the best Christmas movie ever made, Die Hard. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now <laughs> I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Come on. I don't care who you are. We can all get behind if John McClane throwing terrorists If you take Christmas out of Die Hard, it stops being... It's not the same movie anymore. It stops being a Christmas movie. <laughs> There, there's this there's great meme I saw. It's like leave a uh, leave a pair of shoes and cigarettes in your air ducts for John McClane on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Get together, come out to the calls, we're having a laugh. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole That's thing, awesome. the whole thing is like he's coming back to L.A. to make up with his his ex-wife. He's no, like, he doesn't come back to L.A. So he's like home for Christmas. He goes out to L.A. for the first time yeah. because his wife got a job out here and he got invited to a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that, is that, I have, this is going to jack you and I might get in trouble, but I have never seen Die Hard. So, yeah. I know. So how can you make no, any no, judgment whatsoever? I don't, I don't believe you. I don't believe nope. you. How can nope. you make any judgment whatsoever about whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie then? And you hold opinions. Yeah. I'll, I'll get off here. I apologize for everything. No, 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 leave. no. You are going to stay right where you are, sir. Okay? My Don't Colleen. Joel, stop. No. Colleen used Die Hard to write uh, uh, an essay for her um, graduate psychology program. She oh. she psycho she psychoanalyzed Hans Gruber and got an A on it, and that was the first time she saw Die Hard. I was because she was she she asked me she said hey you, you want to watch the Christmas movies before I have to watch some drab one for my semester and I'm like wait a second you need to watch a movie where you psychoanalyze a villain and you want to watch a Christmas movie why don't we just watch Die Hard and so every time we watch that movie she's like I got an A. And, and 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 he has narcissistic personality disorder, and, yeah. and I'm like, well, there you go. Yeah, I I have I have not sat down. I know you're gonna find out quickly. I have not watched a lot of movies. I assume I'm supposed to watch this, Brad. Oh. It, are we watching Die Hard? Are we the watching entire Die movie. Hard? It's two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is a great way to get. I'm gonna be honest. I, I would I, love. I, 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 I really do don't want to get a copyright strike. Yeah, this is a great way to lose the stream immediately. <laughs> hey, I've got 30 would, seconds worth of copyright I can go for. 30 seconds is fine. We're fine. I would love to to do a watch party at some point in time for movies. And just figure out like what the allowable is. Theater our way through it. But... So, um, yeah, I believe we've got like 15 seconds worth of copyright stuff that we can yeah. go for. So it's fine. We're good. The, the Christmas thing that... I also like, think the landing plane, they're not going to be like, that's my landing plane! Yeah, I didn't even play any music yet. We're good. Right. <laughs> but no, the, Joel, the, Joel, your homework is now you need to watch Die Hard. No, Joel, I will uh, respectfully admit that I will watch, say that I will watch it, and then forget. I will spam the chat until you watch Die Hard. That's fine. I will do what I do to most chats that I don't pay attention to. Ignore it. Except you pay attention to this one, so... 
Look at this. Oh, this is like a little. She's like, she's, she's look, she's looking at the screen. She's disappointed in her parents right now. She's disappointed in her parents for not having watched Die. She's Hard. looking at the three of you and being like, why couldn't any one of those diehard watching men be my father? Instead, I've got this nerd who hasn't watched a movie. Uh, she, she's been sleeping all day, and then the minute the stream starts, she's like, I have to be in your arms at all points in time, regardless of anything, because I. Desire to be on screen, Brendan. Uh, I think we did skip you. Did you? Did you have any Christmas family traditions of note? To yeah. Um, so I'm big on I'm big on movies, but I'm big on how I see them. So there's a um, there's a place in Downers called the Tivoli. It's one of the classic cinemas. It's the second oldest talky theater in Illinois. Um, it, it's close to the train station in Downers Grove because people would come down from Chicago, mm -hmm. uh, stay overnight in the hotel, watch a movie, and then leave the next morning. It was like a big thing to come see a talkie uh, at the Tivoli. Oh, yeah, you guys are big on the Christmas, like watching movies on Christmas, right? Yeah, so so what we'll do is um, they'll have Home Alone on the big screen. They'll have Die Hard. And it's very similar to Rocky Horror Picture Show or if you ironically went to see Cats. I saw Cats in theaters and no one was there to, to, to appreciate it seriously. So it was very much like a, like a social event. So everyone knows the lines already to the movies. You're waiting for everyone else to quote it with you. They, they, there's a bar. Keep the change, you filthy you animal. Filthy animal. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's the bar before you go in the auditorium, and they, they'll have like hot cocoa and they'll have like Christmas cocktails based on the movie. So like uh, for Endgame, they had a they had a a, a Green Hulk right, cocktail yeah. and an Iron Man cocktail. You know, so they do that for for the Christmas event. Um, we make uh, spritz cookies. I don't know if you guys have heard of Spritzen, but it's Scandinavian, German. Uh, it's a very simple, like aluminum cookie press. It kind of it, it kind of looks like a like a like a glue caulk gun, you know. It's hollow inside. Oh, we did we did that for a yeah. very, very little bit of time. And there's those they're the cookies that are like ruffled. They're they're like the, the edges of the cookies are like uneven. It's not like they're I don't know how to say it. Like you could tell it was pushed out of a press with Yeah, press. yeah. It's very simple to make because the And they're like shortbread cookies for the most part, right? It's, yeah, it's exactly like shortbread because spritzen though is just like a, a, a ton of butter so that it's like delicious play-doh because it just yeah. it, it cooks which, which I think in my life I've made exactly with with all the time my mom did it for a while and then just forgot the tradition. I think I've successfully baked seven cookies but eaten absolutely like close to 300 pounds of dough <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's there's no yeast it's all butter based because it's just supposed to be able to go through the press really easily so you have like different attachments for the end so you can have like reindeer or you can have like you can make snowflake designs with it and it's it's malleable because it's buttery so you can make designs with the cookies they're only like yay big like at like maybe a little more than a half dollar or you know, and you just dollop them out on a sheet, and they cook. They cook in like, I don't know, eight to ten minutes because you know they're that small, and there's there's just butter in them. They're, they don't rise, so you're you're just churning these things out. You're making like forty a pop, and filling boxes with them uh, or tins. Like like you guys know the tins that came with yeah. three oh, yeah. flavors popcorn. That's when we stopped making them. Is when mom started finding them, yeah. and then yeah. they would buy them. And the only one that would eat it was my father, and he. With I don't. Awesome. I never cared. 
I never cared for the cooked ones, but the uh, the dough, I'll tear that shit apart. A lot of a lot of our Christmas is, is designed around the stomach. So yeah. we, so we, so we made the spritzing cookies. Um, there's there's this chocolate company in the UK uh, called Terry's, and they have this thing called the Terry's Chocolate Orange. Ah, uh, yeah. Where it's just spherical, the pieces of chocolate are like an orange. They sort of glue it together with a piece of molten chocolate at the bottom, and they wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. And you have to you impact it on something like the table to break the orange open and eat the pieces. Now, I, I presume in England they just have these around, but um, like an orange flavored chocolate too. It's orange flavored chocolate. They put yeah. like peel in it or essence or whatever, and then they have raspberry ones. But um. Because we had such a process for our Christmas, like you go to the stocking first, you empty the stocking, and then, okay, so I'm done. Now my brother goes, he yep. empties his stocking. Then we move to the tree, and then someone's Santa, and then I so can't we're, uh, we're, I, I can't give three gifts in a row to the same person. I have to distribute the gifts, you know? It's the whole pomp and circumstance to it. So we'd always wait for the, uh, the Terry's chocolate orange uh, in the stocking, and that's like our appetizer for the rest of the big presents, you know? So weirdly enough, stockings was the only part of the Christmas thing that was a free-for-all for my family. Okay, a compromise. Like, you yeah. can rip apart the stocking with the yeah. presents. You know? Okay. Uh, but, uh, anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> the origin, the stockings came from that Night Before Christmas poem, right? No. That's uh, I think stockings almost predate the original like Saint Nicholas thing. So, so here's, here's yeah. the thing: the tradition of stockings pre- precedes tradition, and it's it's preceded by utility. Yeah, your stockings would be gross because you're walking around in snowshoes. You don't have car transportation. You yeah. hang them in front of the fire to dry your your, dry out. Yeah. your dookie ass socks. Yeah, so that was sort of married to the. Um, to you know the pagan traditions like Saturnalia and stuff that had guest appearances by Jesus. So once once Christianity made it itself with with the Christmas events, stockings are more of just around the same time of year, and so they that's how they sort of the idea of stockings got mated with the presents. Yeah, I believe if you guys uh, take a look at the Call of Cthulhu RPG, uh, specifically over here, they have uh, a particular book. Uh, where I believe it's the Malice Massatorium. Mas- um, uh, basically, it's like the uh, Call of Cthulhu books for, you know, the different, like, deities and uh, the different, um, you know, per- it's like a big bestiary sort of thing. Yeah. And I have a book over here real fast. Uh, go ahead and talk amongst yourself real fast. But yeah. I believe if I look at it over here. Oh, let's see here. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, we're just very much about Colleen and I are very much about stories. I mean, she she minor in a theater. We both do theater, so we always have. It's sort of a Dickensian Christmas. We always have some bird, some goose, or some turkey that we make on Christmas Day, and that's a cover. Yeah, that is that is something to look at. That's trippy. Yeah. So uh, let's see here, and I, I I did a little bit of reading last night because I wanted to be prepared for this. Uh, make, this making particular. This is the uh, second volume of the two okay. volume like slip set sort of thing. So this mm-hmm. one details like a lot of the great old ones and gods and whatnot. Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah. So uh, Christmas uh, is a Cthulian god, where it just kind of like evolves and like absorbs. Christmas and is a god and whatnot. Yeah, oh, exactly. interesting. Very interesting. Oh. Yes, of course. <laughs> 
Like he just like consumes the other holidays. Yes, it, that's what it does. According to the rule book, like it's a fish sort of thing. Yeah. It makes it makes sense though. It's kind of a it's an amalgam. It, it, it's like this massive gestalt of different like, beliefs. For some, it's one Yule. Time of the year. For others, it's Samhain. For others, it's Saturnalia. For others, it's uh, yeah. I think of all the other ones, but <laughs> Kwanzaa Wait, and yeah. Samhain. Are you talking? That's like Halloween. Solid? You're talking about Yule. Solid. Yeah. Wait. So yeah, you started rattling off holidays and. Solid. <laughs> Someone aligns aligns with Hallow's Eve, and then you will align. Oh, really? With, okay, my yeah. bad. Yeah, oh, so, so <laughs> it was me and Brendan are on the, your fucking shit. We're all like, "Wait, what are you saying?" <laughs> the, the, my bad. The Wasn't pagan, it, um, the pagan like, student association had great pizza. So. Let me understand <laughs> this: is uh, what what the the Call of Cthulhu book is saying is that Christmas is a sentient entity eating up all of the holidays throughout the year. Slowly uh, but surely. That's why no, we're seeing lots of Thanksgiving not, except for the day. Not quite. See, the thing about it is that uh, Christmas has evolved to becoming something akin to Azatoth. So it's no longer really aware that it's doing it sort of thing. It just <laughs> does <doesn't>. doing it. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know if you, I, don't, I, I know Ben does, but I don't know if the rest of you uh, watch uh, TikTok or anything, but there's that, 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 uh, TikTok going around about how Santa Claus is an American god now. Yes. Oh, we yeah. had that whole thread about it. Uh, yeah, because, well, it's true because we, it started out as just a simple reference to a saint in, um, I want to say the first reference was the night before Christmas, and then it has evolved into this like omniscient character that knows what you're doing at all points in time and can magically, mysteriously appear in your house and generate whatever gift you want or punish or, uh, you know, decide whether you've been good or bad. So St. Um, Nicholas has been in, in, uh, connected to Halloween for a long time. Yeah. I believe Halloween. So, sorry. The Christmas. Wild Halloween to Christmas. Like it just, your sorry, house. Sorry. Nicholas has it's been not, it's, it's not his I've fault. Been, it's not invented. your fault because not enough people put respect on the name of Thanksgiving. That's why the the, the veil has just bled <laughs> over because the buff the buffer holiday that is Thanksgiving is diminishing. So they're just immediately going Halloween into Christmas. That's that's the confusion. It's not your fault. People need to respect the turkey. That's what it is. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I agree with that. Thank you. Thanksgiving is a holiday that used to be 24 hours, and now it starts at 12 and ends at 4. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep, exactly. Thanksgiving is a, a holiday all on its own that is respected by a great many people that need to be, you know, recognized. Yeah. Like the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. we, do, we do need that. We, I do miss, as a child, I remember a separation. Like, I, I don't remember... Uh, like like this the I remember as a little boy I used to have to like test my bravery by walking through I don't mean really little like five or six by walking mm-hmm. by the Halloween decorations you know and seeing them and they were there for a while but now I feel like whenever I go into Home Depot if the Halloween decorations are up you got about thirteen minutes yeah. to grab it's something really take all that shit down and then immediately yeah. replace it with with there because we had found there was. Um, 
a couple of Nightmare Before Christmas inflatables, and I was like, yes, I'm going to get them. And so I went home, I told Missy, because like I, I probably shouldn't spend a couple hundred dollars on decorations without running it by the way. And she was like, hey, she was like all in. She was probably all in for that. Well, she's she's very frugal when it comes to stupid purchases, and I, on the other hand, I'm like, it's a brilliant idea. We have to do it. I know it's a three hundred dollar, thirty foot tall dragon, but we have to. Have- Why do you think uh, I got you that block? She isn't. She right. isn't because I watched you discuss with her the other day how you needed a, needed to get a tank refill for the propane, and you and you went said thir- like ten times how you needed to get a refill for the tank, and as. And, but like you, you're gonna have to wait. I was like, Missy, he's asking you for permission to refill the propane tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which are forged leaks. These yeah. are pretty. Like I was very excited about this. These are yeah, but, my line hooks that are going on the wall hanger. Like you going you know back what? and forth is like Missy was like, yeah, yeah, go, go for it. I don't care. And then you're like, but I don't get paid until this day. And I was like, Missy, can Joel go refill the propane tank? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But uh, that's different. Like a propane tank gets products made. Like I, I forged. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I think yeah. I've got a couple uh, kukris I've made, some kitchen knives, and a bunch of hooks. And uh, now my next project is I'm forging a skeleton hand, which I'm very excited for a couple uh, for a couple gifts I plan on giving out. Yep. So, I mean, that's a functional gift. A giant inflatable Jack Skeleton doesn't do shit. Just stands there and then topples over in mild winds. Before we started talking about how yeah. Halloween and Christmas had become like sort of like you one close to the other with no room for Thanksgiving in between. I'm no, trying to say that Saint, Li- Saint Nicholas has been a tradition uh, that has been connected to Christmas for a rather long time. You sure he's not connected to Halloween? We're just just verifying here for the listeners. Are you I'm sure? just saying that I'm being <laughs> wrongly persecuted for saying the wrong holiday. No, I think you've been fairly persecuted for yeah, saying the wrong holiday. You've been fairly persecuted, are you? I'm, to be fair, Ben, I'm sure St. Nicholas was proselytizing during what would traditionally be considered Samhain. He just he didn't get bishop. hot until he the end of the bishop, year. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, we've been fairly calling you out that you've been saying Halloween. I think you've got it on your brain still, is anyway. what you're... I mean, as you should have. I mean, I, I, personally, yeah, I love Halloween. I love Halloween more than, like, fucking Christmas or any other holiday. I, like... Halloween to me is, like, special because, like, I was raised crazy religious. Like, I never got to do any of it, so... Like, if I could get my kids, like, seven days of costumes, be like, you're changing every hour in the hour. I'm like, I'm going to do it just because and it's vicarious. It's all yeah, my own. Like, I got up and get my costume. You know, why? Yeah, I yeah. need it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Joel, you, you mentioned earlier, like, do you guys have any, any booze-related traditions? I have the complete absence of booze-related traditions. I have... Oh. I have the the midnight mass with the with the candle and yep. the paper thing to keep we the wax on. We for a while. We um, yeah, we we had we had eggnog with nothing in it, you know. Um, Which is disgusting. The like one any, where, the, the only where, thing the only thing grosser than naked eggnog is making uh, plum pudding, like a Christmas pudding. What the hell is that? I don't know if you've ever had to work with suet. Um, yeah, yeah like, my mom used to feed it to birds. <laughs> like it's essentially just fat. It's so gross. It's really, really gross. Um, 
Yeah, Colleen and I being all into into fiction and history and whatnot, we tried making a plum pudding. I'm sticking to birds. I'm sticking to to, to a goose. Um, suet is not fun to work with. It's very. It doesn't even sound like something fun to work with. It's very, it's it's fat. It's very fatty and gross yeah. and. Um, you literally boil fat until it like forms these weird like lines, and then you scoop them it's, out. It's still yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. So so instead, what I do is, instead of boozing eggnog, um, we have wassail, which mm. is like spiced cider that that you that you keep on low heat, or wine, um, or wine. Yeah. Um, we just we just never grew up with it in my household. Now with with Colleen around and myself, we there's certainly more booze in Christmas than there used to be. So you just you just cut your wassail with something or yeah. put some Baileys in the cup and whatnot. The funniest is like and, and it's a trope through all the Christmas movies and the you know, like the Christmas comedies is the one family member who never gets the memo that like we don't drink during the holidays and they come pre bent. Like yep, yep. <laughs> That's all. Like you can sneak it in like a normal person. Don't come pre-cock. And then you like, wonder, you know. then you wonder if that person was like the only way I can face these people is if I am fucking shit housed. I just, I just remember one Christmas my sister rolled in and she was like, "Are we gonna open presents?" She had a very sing when she drinks. She has a very sing-song voice, and you, that's how you know she's inebriated because she she has this lilting cadence to her. And uh, <laughs> have you been trouble? No, I haven't drank anything today. Well, then you got apparently struck by lightning because something's going on. Hmm. Uh, but it was always entertaining. Yeah. Like, we should, we, so we, let's we, let's since we've we've talked for almost an hour yeah. about the our personal like some weird stuff. Like let's let's move on to some of the weirder traditions that we've come across because ours are not weird. Ours are shockingly, you know. And, uh, yeah, lame, and uh, I would go so far as to say more Caucasian. So. <laughs> I've, got a, I've, got, I've got one from the Iberian Peninsula. Mm. I have one from uh, Sweden. Ah, yes. I've got a few few options. Let's start with Brian. Okay. He had, he had mentioned one that I was like, screw the rest of us, let's hear it. Yeah, so yeah. how do you guys feel about Christmas arson? Christmas arson. I feel we've been underperforming in America for a long time. I guess. Oh yeah. It's it's Whatever it takes born to of, born of puritanism. Um. <laughs> Whatever it takes to stay warm, Brian. That's what I always say. Well, uh, you guys may be familiar with a particular item that's been cropping up in a lot of like hobby stores over the last few years, sort of thing. You'll see it like a little straw, like goat sort of thing, and a lot of people don't realize what the significance of the like the the straw goat is exactly, because over in Sweden they have a much larger straw goat that they place right in the town square, like they erect it, and then at the end of the year after Christmas is over to you know the new year they you know sacrifice the straw goat and you know like it's supposed to like stave off the apocalypse sort of thing. So and it's mad. Uh, I, I think I've seen a picture of it. It's huge, right? It's, it's, it's huge. Not... Yeah. Okay. It's absolutely. Like it's huge. It's like a two story fucking building all on its own. Like they really go all out with this thing. Um, and every year without fail, someone tries to burn it down early. And most of the time they succeed uh, so much so 
that uh and this has been going on since 1966 uh i have a an article here from the verge uh where let's see here who is it exactly who says this um I forget who says exactly, but like basically someone goes uh, on the record. Oh yeah. Uh, BBC news reported to a, a spokesperson who said that uh, Rebecca Steiner uh, told uh, BBC news. It's just a week before Christmas. And I cannot understand how a person can carry out this kind of attack on a Christmas symbol known all over the world. But then she goes on to say that, uh, it's not Christmas until someone does this, basically. <laughs> yeah, until someone like burns down the goat. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's not just burning down the goat. One year it got stolen. One year yeah. it got hit by a car. But the favorite is arson. Like, yeah. and they have cameras set up on it where you can watch it twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. But it's someone inevitably sets it on sets it on fire, and they can never figure out who did it. Well, it's not even so much that they never find out who did it. Sometimes they charge people over. Like, uh, the article I have here uh, has one in 2015 where a 26-year-old uh, was arrested for torching the goat and fined over, like, uh, about $10,000 in, like, American or whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, I mean, they catch people doing this, but that doesn't stop people because yeah. they're, when you establish that there's a tradition that you have to do to stave off the apocalypse, yeah. people are naturally going to want to do that. So is this the, the Yule goat tradition in Sweden? This is the Yule goat tradition yeah. in Sweden. Yeah. And like people will like launch flaming arrows. Yeah. At this. They'll go full yeah. Viking with this shit or they're just like burn it down like yeah. any means necessary. According, according to a, a article that I read, this is probably one of the oldest traditions. Uh, christmas traditions that's still out there um it predates uh like this the saint nicholas sort of uh mythos it's been around since at least the 11th century and uh it was uh back then it was a man-sized goat person um and when in the around the 17th century it changed over to a dude that like would like guys would dress in goat costumes and like run around pulling prance pranks and asking for gifts, and then so later what you're on, saying is later on the goat became a good guy that would give gifts instead of Father Christmas, and then uh, and nowadays it's become just like a goat made of straw that they just someone inevitably burns. <laughs> yes, it's just this. Giant motherfucking like that's that's amazing. Yeah, that's I, I, wild. Yeah. You think you think a lot. Like I have a short one, um, and I know I'm not gonna pronounce it right. Um, and because this is a this is a wassailing event, you know, which is you know going around singing either singing or going one? door to door. The Welsh one, the Mari Mari Mari. Yeah, I don't even know how to say it. L it, I mean, it's Welsh, so yeah. vowels are at best a recommendation. Uh, suggestions. <laughs> yeah, suggestions at best. They are definitely not enforced. Yeah. Um, where you go around with a goat with a 
uh, horse head, a horse skull yeah. on the pole, and scare people by knocking with, with the white sheet draped over it. Yep, and ribbons on it. You just you go singing essentially Christmas carols, knocking on the door with that to scare the shit out of people. Demanding with it. food and drink. And, uh, <laughs> they say this is a this is a, reading through it now again. I skimmed through this one, um, yeah. but it can't, it's it's a uh, uh, Christian like it's a Christmas adaptation of like a festival that started as early as the 12th century um and what they lost the reasons why they do it now people just run around scaring people with a horse head on a stick yeah and uh i'm here for it i think we need more creepy yeah i on, think uh, uh another wild one that i read about was uh this is another similar to like sort of uh mari Lloyd, uh was the yule lads from iceland uh, so like messing shit up. Yeah. So like in Iceland, they don't just get Santa Claus; they get thirteen fucking trolls that go around <laughs> in like the two weeks before Christmas. And they've got they've got they're the the they're the Jólasvenir, uh, Vinar. Uh, their names include Doorway Sniffer, Spoon Licker, Sausage Swiper, Candle Stealer, Curd Gobbler. And window peeper. Um, I feel like the rest was funny, except for window yeah, peeper. Yeah, the rest one's like, oh, no. yeah. that's a felony. Yeah. yeah. So like each <laughs> each one of these like Yule lads, which is what uh, Yulas Vainar uh, translate to, they take turns visiting children uh, who leave shoes shoes by their bedroom window and drop off presents for the good kids and rotten potatoes for the bad ones. I love that one. (laughs) As a a blacksmith, like, if you give me coal, that saves money. That shit. Like, I am going to be a bastard if you give me a big bag of coal because I have to pay for that stuff. Did you guys guys read about the Catalan tradition in in Spain? The the pooping log? The pooping log and the pooper. Where they feed the, the so kids like, like nuts and berries, and then and until Christmas, and then it craps presents out. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious when this one start, first started happening, but they have the kaganer, which means the pooper, which is a a peasant figure that is like uh, just fucking laying cable uh, that that people sneak into <laughs> the people sneaking to nativity scenes is like this fucking peasant dude like squatting and dropping a fucking deuce and apparently there's this entire like Catalon- uh, catalonian like like website where you can just like purchase various like celebrity figures and like cartoon figures just like fucking taking a shit <laughs> that you can buy as nativity figures. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. I looked this up. Like you can get like Donald Duck Christmas. and like like Betty Boop and like all kinds of shit. Just like just like fucking <laughs> This is the best line of the explanation. On Christmas Day, you put the log towards the fireplace and order it to defecate. And you have to beat it with and sticks. Beat it with sticks. <laughs> It's just a ground pinata. Yeah, it's a ground it's a pinata. pinata. But it's actually a solid log. It's a solid thing. And then wow. during the night, it craps presents out. So I, I'm sure all of you guys watch anime, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you watch, if you're like anime purists or you watch like Netflix anime. Dubs, not dubs. Um, have you seen 
The, the stuff like the blood of Zeus or Ragnarok or any of those off Netflix, yes. where you know they take like a the, the record of Ragnarok, yeah. They take like the source material of like Europe and you know the Western Western Hemisphere, just take the names and then just throw it to the wind and like fuck, and I only need the names, I don't care about the rest of it. Yeah. And they just go for broke. One of my favorites is there was a holiday display, and I don't know if it's a tradition or not. Of a crucified Santa Claus at a store display. Like, it was in a store display in Japan of a crucified Santa Claus because somebody's like, they read about it and they're like, I've read enough. Yeah. I'm going to crucify one of it. So it's a, a thin Santa Claus being crucified on the cross. Speaking and, uh, of, Chris, of Japanese Christmas traditions, KFC. 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 Weirdly enough, there was this two months. This, there's this, sometimes people that order as early as two months ahead of time. Because you have to. That, it's, uh, it's like you can't. It's like you you have to. It's like getting a freaking turkey on on Thanksgiving. You can't. Dude, like, I'm just wondering how KFC stays around because like we have Popeyes and Cane's chicken and all that other stuff, and you're like that's so much better. Now I know Christmas sales. That's yeah. how they stay alive by all of Asia being like, ah, we're gonna use we're gonna use KFC at Christmas time. Yeah, because uh, for one, it's like one of the few places that doesn't close. And for another, another thing, you it's like you don't really celebrate Christmas much in Japan. Uh, yeah, they ha they have. Uh, it's like why. Uh, uh, what is it with? Uh, was isn't there some like weird tradition with like Chinese food on like Thanksgiving or Christmas yeah. or something? I have. I, I don't have, remember what it was, but they go to they go get duck on Chinese uh, uh, at Chinese restaurants. I don't remember which where it came from. Smiling at us. <laughs> I have uh, family that gets Chinese food on New Year's, but I have I have friends. That's who are, I have friends who are of the Jewish faith that yeah. go out and get and get Chinese on Christmas, so they don't have to cook because most places are closed. Right. Yeah, that's what it was like because uh, they're like it's the only other place that like stays open on Christmas because they're like, yeah. Bleh. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that. I like for one of my least favorite of all American traditions is like the potluck style food. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's like it's it's not bad, but it's like you get the the people that think they can cook. And they always bring the most, and you're like mm, obligated to try it. And it's always the person that you're like, uh, you have questionable hygiene methods. Yeah, like I'm not like, sure if like this, this has been left out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like you know, like they don't wash their hands before because you're like, I'm pretty sure that that smudge on your face has been there since last Christmas. Yeah. Like, and they always bring like the biggest thing or the main course or somebody touches it and like stop fingering the food. Yeah. It was a serving fork for a reason. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She's relaxed. She's just kicking it. Oh, yeah. She's just, she's very comfortable right now. And she's, she's a happy baby. Uh, she's very, I, I'm, this is, this is a, um, an interesting one that I read about. It's a, the tradition of spider webs with, uh, Ukraine, uh, which this is based around a sort of, uh, Christmas folklore tale uh, where there's a poor widow where and her kid her and her kids cultivated a Christmas tree from a pine cone but couldn't afford any de decorations 
But then on Christmas morning, they wake woke up and their tree was blanketed in cobwebs, which the sunlight transformed into gold and silver. So nowadays, the trees across, uh, like in Ukraine, they decorate the trees with uh, little spider ornaments called pavushki and uh, little fake spider webs, uh, which is probably the origin of like you know tinsel. So like it's like where like tinsel came from. That'd be like, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like I, I read that one. It's like that's red. <laughs> like you know, like you can actually buy the Christmas uh, yeah. spiders in crystal and whatnot here. Mm-hmm. See, that's awesome. Have you not like in in looking into a lot of these? I just thought it was weird stuff because I knew the stories of like the pooping log and putting presents in shoes and shit like that. But like Christmas is a lot creepier everywhere else. It seems. Well, like, they really kept like some kind of like a spooky, like a little bit of a. A creepy element to it, and then in America we're like, no, no, we got a happy fat guy that watches you all the time of year and brings you presents. Yeah. Magic. You tell me that that's not creepy. He's some guy who's just like watching you all we have a creepy, the year. We have a creepy, weird, like pedo guy that only dresses in red all the time. No, <laughs> I don't know why he's a. He just well, we don't. He doesn't have any like downsides. Like he's just yeah. like yeah, he's a voyeur. Like yeah. Yeah. he's a voyeur that doesn't he really. He dips in your cookie collection. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And according to... Uh, I have to get it out. No according to uh, the Playboy magazine of the 1980s, he also diddles the easy neighbor, you know, in their, in their cartoons. So... That's the only time you read it for the articles. Remember that, uh, kids. So this was, this was another interesting one that I read about in Sweden, which is... It, it's not like a long-standing tradition, but apparently... In Sweden, since the 1960s, which is around when they 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 like uh, TVs got like regularly available throughout Sweden, uh, there was a Christmas special uh, called Kala Anka och Hans Vanar Oscar Godjul, uh, which is Donald Donald well, Duck, Donald Duck and his friends wish you a Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. where apparently 40 percent of the population of Sweden tunes in like clockwork at 3 p.m. on Christmas Day to watch this very specific Christmas special. And I can't get my kids to sit down and watch Rudolph, those right. the Reagan Bass ones like, now. At yeah, the- 3 p.m., like, it's it's to the point where the entire, like, the entire day is planned around sitting, sitting down and watching this one show. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's, that's wild to me. That's- that's, that's like, nostalgia done right. Yeah, right? You know what I mean? Like, everybody in the entire country sits down at the exact same fucking time and watches Donald Duck and, like, a Donald Duck's holiday special from fucking 1958. Like, Is that, like, that's got to be, like, the most successfully viewed thing. Yeah. Just, it's got to be, like, the Super Bowl and then that Donald Duck thing. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, it's crazy because I can't. Every I get excited. I remember my Christmases is like you know yeah. Rudolph Reynolds Reindeer Frosty the Snowman. All those yeah. like the stop motion Rankin Bass shit. The yeah. best is the Life and Time of Santa Claus. And if you don't care, if you don't agree, you're a terrible person. Yeah. Are uh, you talking about uh, Here Comes Santa Claus? No, it's called the Life and Times of Santa Claus. It's a very obscure one of how Santa Claus was left in the middle of the woods and raised by immortals who then gave him the mantle of immortality to be. The spirit oh. of Christmas. Yeah, I, I've seen it. I had to, like, go hunt it down. It's really dumb and has nothing to do with Christmas in any way, shape, or form. But he was raised by these immortals who then are like, 
Yeah, they're just watching him get old and bust his ass to try to deliver yeah. presents. And then they're like, we could make him immortal. And at yeah. the end, they do. But he's like 91 when they do it. So he's perpetually old. <laughs> the problem now is that, you know, he has to contend with the Kurgan. Yeah. Yeah. So and then he has to fight to the death. Just has to cut the head off. There's another. There's another interesting one, which I think we brought up when we were talking about this uh, either last week or two weeks ago. Was hiding the pickle. It, it comes from Germany. That's where... that's your family tradition. We have, no, we have that. No, we don't do it. I was like, I knew families that did, but we I, never did it. Uh, yeah, but you yeah. hide that's the, just you hide your a... wife's tradition to get Max. They they like hide a pickle in the Christmas tree, and whoever finds the pickle uh, gets gets an extra gift. Yeah, it's just like, is, the, is the pickle the gift? No, 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 no. So so the pickle the pickle you reuse every year, and then the first one to find it on Christmas it's Day. It's a Christmas. It's a pickle. There's a pickle Christmas gift. Yeah, yeah, for the pickle. Yeah, it's sort of like the award for finding the pickle. Yeah, and then obviously. You know, do you ever stop and realize, like, think to yourself, like, I want to say 2013 was the first time Elf on a Shelf came out. Mm. And now it's fucking everywhere. I, yeah, I, I, I fucking don't hate that thing. I don't I know anything. So much. I don't know anything about the Elf on the Shelf. I, I miss that. I don't know yeah. anything about it. I have I, all I, the- But everyone acts like they've had it for their entire goddamn lives. And I'm like, I hate this thing. This is worse. This is worse than Sorry, like, I mean, Santa is naughty. It like. was 2005. Because it was stupid because of the book. Yeah. Okay, so 2005. But okay. these people sent, like, the start of the tradition came from these people writing a tradition, a children's book that they sold an elf with. And that became, like, now it's all of my children, which I, unfortunately, I was hoping to skim it because he doesn't them. like it, but, like, my, my boys are like, we love elf on the shelf. And I'm like, eh, it's fucking terrible. I hate um, the goddamn elf. Yeah, but it's your child agreeing to. It's like it's 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 literally indoctrination to get your child to be okay with the idea of mass surveillance. <laughs> what? Yeah, probably. I mean, you're not doing that with the tooth fairy, and you're not doing that with uh, Santa Claus and all that other stuff. Like, right? But like Santa Claus yeah. is like all it's of our a, stories are being like Santa Claus is this like amorphous but, thing. Like he knows when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake, he knows if you're bad or good. That's something that I can control because I can be like, oh, yeah, I told Santa that you're naughty today or whatever. You just don't like viewing angles? Like, you could be like, hey. Elf on a Shelf is this physical reminder that he's watching you. Yes. And he's reporting back to Santa, and you cannot touch him or you will rob him of his magic, and he can't go back to to the North Pole, and you won't get any presents. Okay, okay. okay. Elf on a a Shelf doesn't matter. If you're Christian, yeah, that's why we didn't have it because God's already there. Yeah. You don't need you don't need Elf on the Shelf if if the Almighty is judging you from afar. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a very, a very. It's a symptom re- of like the sort of yeah, like, uh, yeah, water, right. watered down, removed, removed from the guilt what? of religion. Yeah, you know, Our, application. Uh, any, anyways, I agree with Brendan. <laughs> Thank you. That's not the whole point that we're talking about. It. We're not talking about the reasoning for it. It was literally started. The funny thing about tradition was it, it was literally started within reason. Remember, we were all adults when Elf on the Not you, Ben. You were seven when Elf on the Shelf started because you were born in 1999 because you're a baby. That's um, not the case. Shut up, child. Anyways, um, 
we had like I was but fourteen. You were a baby. Uh, you were an infant. You were 14 months old. We just got done talking about God this. Grown-ups are talking. Be quiet. Why do I keep getting so, younger? Anyways, just remember, that's your first beard. Be careful with it. Anyways, so it's funny to think, like, how it started. Like, when it started with Elf on the Shelf, everybody was like, that's dumb. I don't like it. I don't want anything to do with it. And now more people come across it just because, like, how... It is now, unfortunately, and inescapably, a Christmas tradition. Like, you'll be like, oh, the elf doesn't come to our house. But you know nine people who do it. Max will come home to you one day and be like, no. Dad, when's the elf going to come? And you're going to be like, son of a bitch. So I'm going to I'm gonna say uh, my parents, they bought, I, I didn't want it, but my parents, at uh, for his birthday, they bought us an elf on a shelf with the book. And Max got freaked out because he watched the elf on a shelf movie where if you touch the elf, like, the elf loses its magic, and you get in trouble, and you don't get any presents. That was that was the funniest pieces when... Uh, and then the Leo was trying to explain to me how, like, it doesn't work that way. I was like, Leo, like, no, I get no. what you're saying, but, like, that's not the way my kid's brain works. <laughs> In the story, um, yes, it does say you touch the elf, like, it'll lose its magic, but my... I remember, um, again, my, my ex-wife, huge into Elf on the Shelf. And this elf is a tyrant. Like, it, yeah. it destroys the house. And I'm like, how is it reporting? My son actually came to me the other day, and he's like, Dad, because he's still young. He's nine. He's like, Dad, why is the elf reporting on my behavior when he does worse things than I do in the house? And I'm like, right? Yeah. <laughs> he like all these messes and shit. I was like, why well, did he, the elf get away with this? Yeah, he's like... The, it's a frame job. It's a frame up. Yeah. So, but anyways, it's like the elf fell down. And, like, you don't think about, like, accidents and things like that. The elf fell, and Leo snatched it up when he was, like, a year. And he's running, like, happy as hell. His tiny little hands, like, gripping the elf and, like, running through the yard, through the house, being like, ah! Just, like, giggling maniacally. And my, my middle son dissolved into tears. Christmas is now ruined. He's never getting anything. Yeah. He's like completely berate. Like he's, he was, I have seen him fall apart. I've never seen him fall apart as bad as, as he did that time. Like he was just wailing and like Christmas is over. And, and I was like, eh, maybe these ladies didn't really put a whole lot of thought no, in what didn't. they're doing when they wrote this book. But it's it's unfortunately it's a tradition, and they're going to ask about it. It's I at just, school. I just think it's a it's I don't I just think it's like shit because it's like this this whole thing where it's like like yeah it's like if you didn't think Santa was watching, well here's his here's his, his, his minion that is here and spying on you, paying attention to your every move. So and don't you dare touch him because then you definitely won't get any presents. I'm half suspected that it it's is. It was a Karen. Yeah, yeah. It's just a group of like exhausted mothers that are like, I need to figure out a way to get my kids to be good for at least a couple more weeks, and they're like, I know, it's I'll make this. Like, I feel like this when, is, this when is, Max is misbehaving during this time of year, all I have to do is threaten to call Santa, and he's like, No, no, I'll be good. I promise. <laughs> that is the waspiest. 
waspiest shit. Yes. That's like that's like snuggies exactly. and gender reveal parties and Waspy, that's, you're saying Catholics can't do that boring ass shit. Hell no, hell no. That no. that is we have, that is we nothing. Have, we have a that submission. is nothing in the that pales in comparison to the magnet the, the massive numinous monstrosity that is Catholic guilt. Elf yeah. on the shelf is nothing. <laughs> that is nothing. That is, that is a pittance compared to the omnipotent observer. Omnipotent, omnipresent, you. omniscient God that is yeah, that all yeah. powerful. Elf on the shelf is Wasn't like, Pablo Escobar Catholic? I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna get like, yes, this is true. I think Al Capone was also Catholic. Like, I'm, yeah, just, I mean, come I'm on. just saying, like, uh, Apparently, Catholic guilt has some limits when it's hit with hit loads of money. <laughs> like, yeah, but they—they, they, I guess they were sufficiently dosed with that that fucking Catholic guilt serum to like be in order to behave. <laughs> yeah, that's no, so it's not systemic. Brian's you guys want to know what? Set up. We don't care about Catholic stuff anymore. Go. Do you guys <laughs> want to know what I uh, read to Misty on Christmas? What's that? I read to her the legend of Candy Claus. Oh, oh, that's adorable. Yeah. That is cute. Candy cane teeth. That's pretty cool. Candy corn teeth. Yeah, candy corn teeth. Correct. So it's Halloween and Christmas combined. A giant black bat takes candy from bullies on Halloween and delivers it to good uh, little girls and boys on Christmas in this anti-bullying tale for children of all ages. Oh, that's lovely. I love that. That is actually that's, cute. That's great. Okay, okay. so my one, my one question, does it, does this, does he read it, redistribute Christmas candy or Halloween candy? It's Halloween candy. Ooh. Oh, okay. So it's more I shall valuable. read to you the tale. Let yeah. us begin. <laughs> see here. Where does he uh, steal the candy? Okay, there we are. Uh, so all of a sudden, yes. you're getting Chris, you, you're getting Reese's pumpkins on on Christmas Day. Oh shit! Candy, candy. Yeah, Reese's pumpkins. Oh, I thought you said racist pumpkins. Yeah, <laughs> Reese's, Reese's pumpkins, which is arguably the best form of Reese's because it's the, they are because the peanut butter ratio to chocolate is perfect in that one. Also, it's then the one Halloween, he thought one. he had perceived a sound that he knew from before. Staying quite brave, he peeked out of the cave to see how he could from the door. There in the clearing, three kids were sneering and pushing and shoving another. It made his heart sink and got him to think of his sisters and both of his brothers. And then, you know, it goes on to say like how he uh, basically saves this kid from a bunch of bullies and whatnot by kind of swooping down and scaring the shit out of them. <laughs> nice. Draining uh, nice. their yeah. blood and look at those kids. Well, no. Look at those They drop the candy and, and whatnot and uh, he's all like, yeah, you know, and they befriends the kid and there's this guy who kind of comes around and he's all like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> that, that's a large avatar of Christmas slash Halloween cheer. That is oh, a yeah. ass man. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, we're, we're getting close to the end of time here, but I feel like the one thing that we haven't talked about yet, which was brought up on a previous episode, is... Oh, that's... I love it. That is adorable. And he just dumps it on the floor, which is the perfect place for where, kids watching. Where can I find that book, Brian? Oh, uh, 
Uh, are you guys familiar with the singer songwriter Voltaire? I've listened to some of their stuff, but yeah. Oh, oh this is you... his book. Oh, okay. okay. You don't mean the actual Voltaire? Got it. Okay. No, the oh. actual Voltaire. But ah. the 1700s, God favors those. No, who are not the not the philosopher. There's the... yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, it's I was the like, singer songwriter Voltaire. Yes, actually, yeah. So, <laughs> this has been in circulation since 1781, Brendan. It's a perpetual. Idiot. He's a perpetual. He, he yeah. needs to be beheaded to die. Yeah. So yeah. Well, he, he goes back in time so that he can, you know, die for your sins. <laughs> Is that like a Barnes and Noble special? Or? I'll leave out some, uh, some absinthe for, uh, for Voltaire on Christmas morning. Let's see here. If, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that you guys can actually, you know what? Hold on. I'll put in the link and you can kind of like start, you know. Yeah, so I feel like one of the biggest traditions, which is like in opposition to a lot of our American traditions, which I think it's looked at a lot, is Krampus. The 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 uh, anti Santa, yes, the uh, that which is there to punish the wicked children. It's a, 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 a original folklore originating from Austria. Uh, if, Very, if, if you're a yeah. naughty kid, you're like as if missing presents wasn't bad enough. If if you're if you're an Austrian kid and you end up on the naughty list, you got to worry about Krampus, which is basically a horned goat man that catches misbehaving children in his wicker basket. Uh, it's basically Santa's like enforcer, Does he tough him? guy. Uh, yeah, so he's like shows up. Uh, uh, Dude, like they kids play. with like fucking uh, uh, willow is it willows or yeah, uh, a switch a willow, willow switch, switch. Yeah. 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 yeah whips Which kids having with had a willow as a child that shit hurts yeah and it's like very springy and very then yeah. like stuffs them in his like basket and like if you're really bad he takes you home for dinner it's what like, I want to know is like, when that legend started like was it just some like angry old cannibal who just like what happened to Timmy? Krampus uh, got it. What? Well, oh, you know who's on Krampus? And that's how he like keeps his larder filled every year by like, just being like, ah, oh, these six kids were terrible. What I wonder is, it's if is if is it always the, is just a holdover of like sort of another pagan tradition that like we've just like lost record of because of the. I guarantee we have a record of it. I will go to Google and like, see. Well, like what, like. But you know what I mean, like if, like is, the actual original yeah. origin of Krampus, right, right. like pre-written record that so got subsumed by Christian tradition. Here, here's the thing: they're like, actually, we like this guy because Scan Scandinavia, the Germanic countries. You have you have the Brothers Grimm, you have Hans Christian Andersen from yeah. like Denmark and stuff and such. You have children's stories that are exceptionally serious or have right. more, you know impending consequences. Yeah, so. The stakes being raised in Christmas is no different to these kids if they have to deal with witches eating them. Yeah. If they, you know, step out of line, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, Krampus is like, oh, you mean like every other time of the year where if I misbehave, like some witches... I'm going to die. Gonna... Yeah, I'm going to fall okay, over it anyway. It originated in, Germ in, the, uh, in Germany from the word Krampen, which means claw, and according to the Norse religion, he is the son of hell. Ah. Um, so yeah. it originates in Nordic. Uh... Did. Um, and so 
what happened, where he ended up taking a trip into getting connected with Christianity was by the Catholic Church attempting to ban him. And people were like, fuck that! And he became, it's essentially, it was a, the son of hell who would take children and then... As Christmas came up, joined in popularity, he just like hopped in Santa's sleigh and was like, I'm staying here. Is this sort of, is this like, just like, get out. he's like, go fuck yourself. Is this just some sort of holdover for like midwinter where it's like, uh, if we have to have this extra mouth to feed, we're not going to survive the winter. So like they explain it to like the older siblings that like, sorry, little Timmy's gone now because it was he got taken by Krampus. It says it was part of the winter solstice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Part of the, yeah. They're like, if we have this extra mouth to feed, we're not going to survive. So, like, we're just, this is just to explain to Wayu how we just, like, performed infanticide. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. The Catholic Church made a very, a very simple transition by just crossover eventing all of all, all of the events with I, so yeah. it was very much just like a like a a, a combination buddy buddy thing and it this, was much e easier like, hey the pagans are doing the same stuff they're just christian now it was interesting how they they keep the um the saints mm -hmm. because that yeah. allowed them to adapt to like every every yeah. single polytheistic religion out there you know, I mean, I well, because I, I converted to Catholicism to when I got married. Uh, I was I was a Luther for a long period of time, and then converted to Catholicism. And uh, my I, there's a patron saint of like metalworking and forge. Yep, like uh, Saint Eligius, and I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Which honestly, like, because I couldn't be like, I want my Catholic name to be Hephaestus, because like that doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah. So, but they have they have a counterpart. There is a saint of the forge. So, yeah. I mean, like, definitely came from. That's why it worked with the yeah. Nordic religions because a lot of their gods are almost more like heroic figures as opposed. They are to, all heroic figures. Well, they as, a, as are, opposed to like the Greco-Roman, which is like their like allegories for. Oh, yeah, their ideologies. Yeah, but like the Nordic yeah, figures is like this is just like it's the a same really with strong the guy that wields lightning. Or it's a really strong guy that embodies the war. Were, yeah. They were all uh, humans as well. They were yeah. all people that have done deeds to elevate them. Yeah. So, I next year I think we're going to be a lot more lore heavy on things. Yeah. I love legends. Um, I love how things get there, and we can talk for hours about it. So, yeah. Um, hopefully next year that the people that are watching will stick with us and. Uh, Take us on our journey as we kind of unpack some of these stories and where they come from and get better at it. And <laughs> maybe it won't be slipshod like the start of it was this year, but a little bit better. But I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. I, I enjoyed uh, it here quite a bit. And I thank everybody for being there with us to take our journey, watch us go through space and time and solve and save the multiverse and now go through Candlekeep. Here's a very simple one for all of you viewers as we take you out. Uh, in Spain, they have uh, uvas de la suerte, or lucky uh, grapes. And when you reach the new year, upon every uh, every ring of the bell as it hits midnight, so every, every 12 chimes of the bell, you eat a grape, and it will give you a year of good luck. Mm. That's it. Uvas de la suerte. That's a good one. You know, nice we, didn't really, we didn't really talk not, about not crazy, not ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> nice New Year.
nice yeah. and simple. So, uh, I think that's kind of the end of our sort of what we had decided to discuss today. Uh, so we'll just kind of wrap it up here. Thanks everybody who was watching. We uh, hope you enjoyed our. Uh, everyone about to spam eat grapes. Yeah, Eva, that's right. Uh, uh, we we hope you enjoyed our little holiday special. Um, we enjoyed we enjoyed sharing our own family Christmas traditions with you guys and uh, getting into some weird Nash uh, global ones. And uh, again, tune in tomorrow if you want to catch another episode tomorrow. of uh, or sorry Wednesday. Uh, if you want to uh, catch us on an, our next installment of Candlekeep Mysteries, where I continue continue to mentally torture our uh, hapless NP, uh, PCs, um, and uh, we hope everyone has a happy holiday. Uh, if you don't catch us Wednesday, we'll see you again after the new year, where we'll be talking about Ringworld by Larry Niven. Uh, anyone have any? Uh, message they'd like to give out to the to the people before no, we uh, sign off? Uh, just the people that have watched us and the, the ones that have come across and seen us uh, and stuck with us. We appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. We hope a lot more. We hope to see you a lot more in the next year. We hope to get a little bit better, bring a little bit better content, maybe a little bit more organized yeah. next year. Uh, but we, we do. We enjoy uh, I, I the people realize- that are there. I realized the other day that we uh, slept on our sort of anniversary episode, but uh, we'll be sure to mark it next time. Uh, so, it was, yeah, it's come. We, we, we've gotten yeah, we, a lot. Gone, we've come a long way. Yeah. So you know? uh, happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. All of that good stuff. However you choose to celebrate the holidays, yeah. I hope it's good. You know, happy Yule or midsummer, uh, midwinter's Eve or whatever the heck you want to want to celebrate. Uh, we don't judge. But uh, thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you again on Wednesday or after the new year.